the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Talk 910 KNEW San Francisco, this is Rob Black. Rob talks about your money every weekday, live and local, from 10 to noon. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. Welcome in. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, as I typically want to do. One of the things I wanted to do as a kid, you know, my job when I was a kid, when I was six years old, seven years old, I wanted to grow up to, to be a video game designer. Uh, I remember every Christmas I'd get a new Atari 2600 uh, cartridge. That kind of got me to a ColecoVision. It got me to an Intellivision. It got me to consoles. You get to college, you get a little bit busy. But, you know, honestly, I'm pushing 40 and I still play video games. So joining me now, Gamer Girl. Gamer Girl is a Clear Channel employee. How did you become a Gamer Girl? Um, I've played video games since I was four years old, so I'm a big fan of video games. Okay. Uh, as you can tell. Wow. She's got a, she's got a wrist thing on, uh, yeah, IE. The, the pain comes from really? playing too often. Yeah. Um, a lot of DJ hero. Okay. <laughs> See, I, I'm not DJ hero, not my kind of game. Yeah. I grew up with pong. I grew up with, you know, uh, I like the first person shooter. So I'm, I like what we're going to be talking about today. Okay. See, I'm not a big fan of the first-person shooters. I don't like not being able to see what's around me. I start freaking out. Okay, okay. We're going to talk about that because there's a, a bit of a virtual world there. Mm-hmm, it is. And it's probably going to get even more so because NVIDIA is working on a lot of 3D graphics yeah. down the road. That's kind of like the next level mm-hmm. of television, the next level of video games. To really be a part of the video game, yeah. Okay. So what's your name? Do you have a real name or do I should I just call you Miss no, you can. Gamer Girl. My name's Nicole. Nicole. Okay. I should mm-hmm. write that down because I get a little freaked out. There's a guy on my television show called Mr. Reverse Mortgage. And he wants me to call him Mr. Reverse Mortgage. And it's, it's a little uncomfortable, right? It's a little uncomfortable. There's no actual communication there between okay. you. So what do you do here at Clear Channel? I've, I'm part of Clear Channel, 9, 10 a.m. is part of Clear Channel. Okay. Um, and this is a kind of a conservative talk side of Clear Channel. But okay. Clear Channel's got some wild going on. Some wild going on. I started at Wild okay. um, four years ago doing promotions and event coordinating. And then I started doing gaming correspondent. Yep. And that was talking about video games on their website. Okay. And that was a really good time. I enjoyed doing that. And then I kind of slowly faded out of wild and went over to the adult cluster. So now I do promotions for star 101.3 and uh, kiss 98.1. Now what's star 101.3 play? Uh, adult contemporary. What's adult contemporary? Like, I don't know. Is it um... like uh, Gwen Stefani and Prince and Bon Jovi? Okay. You know, Celine, Celine Dion, um, that, um, that Titanic song is now the yeah. Canadian National Anthem. Is it really? No, I just made that up. Oh, that would have been good. So it's actually pretty good. Yeah. So I don't know the Canadian National Anthem, but Celine Dawn uh, would be probably most appropriate for it. She's a, a, anyway, I'm totally digressing. <laughs> so you actually, your wrist is damaged now because of, of gaming? Actually, I have wrist splints for both wrists, but right now my left one is the only one that's acting up. Okay, you're very, very stylish, and you're, you're a gamer, and I like that, because Thank you. it doesn't make, makes me feel less old. Oh, okay, cool. So, so to speak. So, yeah. you're here to talk about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. It's a game that's made by Activision Blizzard. Now, you probably don't know the economics of this stuff, do you? Uh, you can give me the rundown. Okay, I'll, I'll throw it out there. And yeah. you can, do you know that our nation spends more on video games than we do on movies? Yes, I do know that. Okay. Uh, I used to work for GameStop. And my district manager told me uh, not to tell the public, but told me that, uh, that video games are selling like crack. 
Yeah, is how he said it because people would rather come in and spend fifty dollars and sit at home for five days than go out and spend money on movies or food or gas because the economy is going so down. So even if the economy is going down, people are still spending money on video games. It's still booming. Now, what's the? Is it Battlefield? Battlefield Two, an old electronic arts game. A friend of mine still plays that. It was fifty bucks, but he's probably gotten seven hundred hours of entertainment out. Yeah, of it. exactly. So. They're still at home playing the games. You can still get online and play with your friends and still get battles going on. And you don't have to leave your house. You don't have to spend gas to go visit a friend. Now, you were talking about, um, and again, in the world of of money, let's stay there for just another tenth of a second or so. Um, How many people can you think of that are rock stars or that are like big earners in the video game industry? They kind of underpay talent. And they make more money than movies, so they don't have mm-hmm. the you know the Brad Pitt salaries to deal with. No, uh, not at all. And it's yeah. it would just be you know a lot of people do voiceover work is just undercover. You know you wouldn't know. For example, Fifty Cent does voiceover work in this new Call of Duty, and you might not know that. You know unless you I did really not know that. unless you really listen to their voices and know that. You know if I guess if their name isn't on it, they're not going to make the money. I used to work with a guy named James Hilliard. Um, he looked like Mr. Clean, you know, the, the bald guy. Um, he does video game voiceovers because he was okay. he was gifted with a voice that kind of one of those voices. Yeah. Um, and the only way I know how to get there is smoke cigarettes, which I won't do, and drink yeah. whiskey, which drinking whiskey brutalizes your voice. Yeah. And a brutalized voice is good for radio. Mm-hmm. So you're young. Exactly. I mean, that's that's career advice for you is, is smoke and uh, drink whiskey. So um, yeah. <laughs> Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 came out yesterday. Five hundred million plus dollars. Yeah. That's crazy. More money than, you know, Titanic. Well, Titanic made more money than that, but it was over, you know, a year that Titanic made that kind of, of do re Yeah, it's, it made a lot of money, and there's a lot of people playing, like, right now. Right now, right now, people are online playing. I turned on last night and just checked my live uh, screen that says what people are doing uh-huh. online, and almost everybody that signed in is playing Modern Warfare 2. Now, how did you get Modern Warfare 2? Did you go to the retail store? Did you go to GameStop? Yeah, I okay. went to GameStop, picked up a copy. You know what's funny about me is, um, and this show is really all about me, even though you're my guest, <laughs> I, mean, I want to talk about me, <laughs> is I want to buy it on Steam when I buy it. Okay. Um, because I don't want to go into a game store because everyone looks like you, cool, young, and beautiful. And when you see the old guy walk in, it's kind of like, no. it's almost like buying porn. There's almost no a shape. No way. Really? Our, my generation, your generation, my generation, Generation X, there's kind of a shame factor with playing video games. Really? Yeah. I would, like I said, I worked at a game store for five years and I would welcome everybody with open arms. And every single time somebody walk in, like, hey, you're back. What's yeah. going on? Let's party. Let's get some gaming. Okay. Yeah. Now, have you played Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2? I haven't played it. I, I've watched a lot of gameplay yesterday okay. and the day before because it just came out. Um, for me, it's a little intense. It, it's so fast play, and I think that's what a lot of guys like about it is it, it's fast and it's quick. You die, you respawn, and it's right. constantly moving. Um, for me, the first-person shooter kind of freaks me out. I can't see what's behind me. I can't see what's around me. And next thing you know, I'm dead. Yeah. So it just it's kind of too much for me. They're saying this is a tough game even for hardened gamers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've heard my little brother was telling me that uh, this one is a lot different than the last one, and it's harder to get kills. And with 60 bucks as your investment in it in the first couple months, because they're not discounting it anywhere, there's three campaigns. There's three ways to play it. You can play it in a single-player mode. Where you take, you know, like you said, you become that character, so to speak. You could play it with your buddy. You could do a co-op mission, which yep. is kind of cool because, like, let's say you're invading Clear Channel. One guy could be inside the buildings. Another guy could be on top in a helicopter mm-hmm. blowing away the, the executives as they flee the building. Well, the cool part about mich- or the multiplayer is you actually can level up now. Yeah. Before you couldn't level up, you have to be on Xbox Live in order to level up your, your character. 
But now in multiplayer, you can level up too and control all your class mode. So. And how about the the final mode? It's called, um, I guess, multiplayer. How many can you do? Thirty two on thirty two, sixteen on sixteen. Uh, I think it's just two. I'm pretty sure it's just two. But I think if you like hook up more systems, you can get more going on. Okay. So again, there's different versions as well: Xbox, PC, and uh, PlayStation. Did it come out on PlayStation? Yeah, yeah it came out PlayStation. On PlayStation yeah. So that's one thing that I dislike. I'm a PC gamer. Are you? Yeah, I'm not really a, a box player. Oh. Console. See, the, uh, they actually came out with four different versions for the Call of Duty. Okay. And there's the fourth version, or the third version, is the Prestige Edition. And that one comes with, uh, maybe I should have told you in order, uh, the Harden Edition, which is uh, making of the DVD, an art book, a downloadable token. And that's with Call of Duty 1. So Call of Duty 1 never released a console. So would make you happy. Okay, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> but, you know, if you get the hard edition for like $20 more, you get to have the Call of Duty 1 for your console. This is pretty crazy. Uh, if The Prestige Edition that you mentioned, $139. Yes. They give you night vision goggles. Yeah, and they work within 50 feet. I, a lot of people were saying they were really cool. I mean, I heard that they were like cheap plastic feeling. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if you can see in the dark up to 50 feet in front of you, I think that's pretty cool. I may buy that just for just for the fun of it. Yeah. You know, so. you, just, you might want to check around because yeah. those were a lot of those were reservable only. Okay. So go to places and see if anybody didn't pick up their reserve or, you know, didn't want the game and canceled it. Now, um, what else do we need to know about Call of Duty for? Um, it's very disturbing. Yeah. Did you, have you heard about the um, opening sequence? No. You get to play the part of a terrorist. Oh, and yeah. And your job is to mow down people in an airport. Oh, yeah. Actually, before you do that mission, yeah. they give you a disturbing content notice. It says, the following mission may be disturbing or offensive to some players. You may skip this mission at any time during the pause menu. You will not be penalized in terms of achievement or game completion. It's, um, you literally kill hundreds yeah. and thousands of innocent people. I watched my brother do it last night, and it was people were crawling away looking like for their life, and he was just killing them, popping them left and right, and there was just bodies massacred everywhere. The immersion factor, it, it's it's gleeful, because I don't get to be a terrorist in my day. Yeah, day exactly. Operation, so. But some people, I guess, would be offensive, so they at least have to put a notice out for it. Yeah, so this is probably not appropriate for kids. No. I can tell you that my little brother hasn't gone to school yet, though, since it released. Really? No, has not. What sort of mother is your mother? <laughs> she wasn't home for the first day, and today's the day off, so. <laughs> Whoa! See, I never, I, I, here's an interesting fact about me. I never missed a day of kindergarten through 12th grade. Really? Yeah. So. Yeah, I learned what it was to play hooky in, like, second grade. <laughs> to play video games, right? Yeah, probably okay. would be, yes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. So, again, uh, not your game. What, what You're talking about DJ Hero. Let's talk about you. Okay. We can, Call of Duty, we could wrap this up. Is there anything else we need to know? Um, no, there's a lot of new things to the game. There's um, You can dual weld two guns. So you can have two pistols, two handguns, or two machine guns at the same time. Uh, in this one, there actually is a third-person option. So there's a possibility that I might be able to pick it up and actually play it and see what's going on. Uh, there's more rockets to choose from. There's more. The, the one thing I thought was cool is there's a perk called tactical insertion where you get to choose where you respawn. So if you find a certain spot on the map that you know it's like a good kind of hideout, yeah. you can put this little tactical insertion and it holds the spot for you. So next time you die, you respawn in that little That's cutaway. Kind of, kind of a new, new. I thought that was new angle cool, on yeah. multiplayer, so to speak. Um, and the one thing that I thought was really cool, uh, you actually can get kill streaks. Uh, you would know, right? You played. You know, that's that's more of a console thing that's now becoming oh, a PC. Game. Yeah, sorry. Kill streaks. PC gamer. So sorry, I'm a bit of a snob. <laughs> I like the mouse. Okay. So you don't like you can't you can't turn around on a on a console as easy as you can turn around with a mouse. Well, then maybe that's why I yeah. don't like the first person. Yeah. On this one though, if you get a kill streak of 25, which is kind of hard to get, you can yeah. actually get a nuke. 
and really? nuke the whole screen, and it kills the whole game. The game is done. Now that sounds it. like fun just for that reason. Just for the fact, that, yeah, yeah. Just if you can get that twenty-five kill streak and drop the bomb, and know that you just turned off everybody's game, like, oh, I won. Yeah, and in <laughs> fact, in the last Call of Duty, that game ended with not well, it didn't end with a nuclear strike, but there was a nuclear strike in it. And I remember when I was playing, I almost cried because my character died in a nuclear strike. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm okay. So I'll, I'll live. Um, okay. So you like DJ Hero. Now, I don't really get into the music games. It's it's a category that's just not me. Really? Yeah. I really like it for me. I can't really play the Guitar Hero because I can't turn my hand that way because yeah. of the pain in my arm. But for DJ Hero, I could uh, get down and... When it's songs that I really like, oh, I was in the house dancing and jumping. And really? Yeah, I'd probably look like a crazy DJ, and I'm so for it. <laughs> That's one of the things that Activision has done better than Electronic Arts. See, Electronic Arts makes games that are, you know, Madden. I grew up playing Madden. I, I no yeah. longer want to play Madden. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's a franchise that's gotten tired, whereas Activision goes after you, a little bit younger than me, because you got more discretionary income, mm-hmm. and you'll get DJ Hero. And Oh, yeah. Oh, so, man. Like, I, was... I don't have a dream of scratching a record. You know, for me, it's just I work here, and so I always sit around, and I go to a lot of events, and I watch DJs do their job, and I personally don't know how to DJ, but to actually get down and and pretend like doing the hand movements that I've watched everybody do for so many years, I feel special, like, ooh, I'm I'm a part of this, too, and I I think that's why I really like it, because then I can pretend like I can DJ. Well, thanks for coming in. Um, Anything else we need to know? Christmas season coming up, DJ Hero is going to be big, because that's new. Big, yeah. Um, Call of Duty 4 is going to be big, but any other big launches between now and then? I'm trying to think. I'm really not thinking of any. Yeah, oh, um, Left 4 Dead 2. That's, yes, that's, that's coming out. I'm so sorry. I'm and who doesn't like it. shooting zombies? I think a lot of uh, issues got pushed next year, like Bioshock 2. Yeah. So and that was a great little game. Did you play that one? I didn't, but I know the big the downstairs that like you're underwater, right? Yeah, yeah. Underwater, and those crazy little girls would show up with those big monsters. Exactly. Yeah. No, I didn't like that. creepy little girls. Exactly. That's why I didn't play. So, it. and you get to, you get to play one of those really big monsters in the in the sequel. Oh, really? What I liked about that was it's new intellectual property. We need some new IP out there as far as video games goes. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, rock band Beatles. Yeah, I don't... You, I don't, you don't like the Beatles. Joe Cucciera, he's, he likes the Beatles. Exactly, he's, he's got but, gray hair, but he doesn't play video games. But is he going to be over there rocking out with his... You know what I mean? With the Beatles? I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. He, so. he would, but he doesn't have access to it because he's got kids that he has to take care of and love and things along those lines. Yeah. And make sure that they go to school. So I don't think... your mother. Yeah, I don't think the beneficiary thing was Beatles. So, like you know, you need to see a doctor about your hands. Yeah. So. Um, I don't have no medical. I am my doctor, but my doctor doesn't know what's going on right now. Okay. You, you need to see a doctor on that, and you could probably send the bill to Clear Channel, because if you're a gamer girl and you got damaged while doing work for Clear Channel. Oh, nice. So. I kind of like your idea on that. Yeah, you should. I kind of like so. you with this money yeah. aspect you're going on. I should listen to you more often. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone should listen to me more often. I should be a... Na- I'm a national treasure. Excellent. I kind of like that. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. A, I'm a Barry, a hidden gem. Well, I need to shine you up and be around this. <laughs> there you go. Um, let me kick you out of here because i got to bring Joe Cuchier in. Thanks well, for thank coming you. in. Thank Let's you. Thank you so girl. much. And we can find you at on Wild. Uh, no, not no, anymore. just at promotions. Mm-hmm, just doing promotions okay. and helping out in the building. Maybe back in here to talk to you. Who knows? Absolutely. We, I could talk video games with the best of them. 800 345 Get your calls in there. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. How do I go from Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 to this? Holy mackerel. Just got an email from someone who goes, Hey Rob, looks like I might get a divorce. I don't have too much of a problem splitting assets, but I'd like to keep all of my retirement money. 
Is there a legal way to do this? We've been married 15 years. So says Kevin. Kevin, you're screwed. State of California rightfully and should try to protect the woman in this scenario. What's easier? Quick question. Buying a house? We're getting a nest egg. Hmm. 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 It's getting a nest egg. So what I would recommend all women, and here's one of those very few times in my life where I'll say something so blatantly blasphemous <laughs> that, yeah, I know, you're going you're gonna to hate me for saying this. Women, don't go for the house in a divorce. Stop doing it. It's, it's an emotional decision that you make. Oh, I want to keep the kids in their school district. If you're going to get a divorce, screw the school district. Screw the kids. You got to go after that retirement money. Because as a woman, you might have stayed at home. You might have been a stay-at-home mom. So your Social Security right there is going to be less than mine. Go for the assets in retirement. They're a lot tougher to accumulate. Stocks double every 7.2 years, historically. Houses don't. Houses go up 3 to 5% historically. Now, again, we just came through 2004 to 2006 where we think that's the actual appreciation, 100% every three years. You're crazy if you think that's going to ever happen again. You're crazy. You're insane. So during a divorce, I highly recommend mediation, but I also highly recommend all assets be split completely evenly. State of California is a no-fault state. So you don't have to hire an investigator. You don't have to come out on top. There's no winning in the state of California. You want a divorce, you can get a divorce. It's called a no-fault state. You don't have to prove that you know she's a lying whore. <laughs> or that or that he's a, a drunk gambler. Class A moron. Thank you very much. So with that said, uh, Kevin, think twice before going after those assets because you're going to really be hosing your wife, in my opinion. Toyota's today saying that they're not going to get any help on the Numi plant closures. General Motors basically says, you know what? We're not going to have anything to do with this. That plant is set to be shut down in March. Now, it's Fremont, California, and it's a lot of jobs that are going down. Toyota may have to shoulder all the cost of closing it. Um, ultimately, because the new owner of the General Motors 50% stake doesn't plan to fund worker severance payments or other expenses. Motors liquidation not contributing at all, so says a spokesperson for Detroit. They don't believe that there's a requirement for them to do so. So Toyota's going to have to cover the cost. What's that mean? Investments in Toyota not so good right now. It's going to be a bigger nut that they have to ultimately fund. AIG. That big insurance company that's owned by you and me, the taxpayer, or at least 80% owned plus by the government. Robert Benmoche, he's the CEO of the company. He's told the Wall Street Journal today that he's thinking about stepping down. Just three months after taking the job, at a board meeting last week, the executive told fellow AIG directors that he's done. But he's agreed to think it over while other board members react with shock. And they don't know who they're going to get to run the company. Now, Benmoche, CEO of AIG, he said he's chafing under constraints imposed by AIG's government overseers. 80% government-owned. Government is saying, you know what? We don't think you should pay people this much. We don't think you should do this. We don't think you should do that. you got to understand, it's a typical cost of business. In the world of investment banking, California just did a $4 billion deal. Someone at Goldman Sachs got a piece of that action because he helped set up that deal. California needs money. He goes and finds money. He says, money, meet California. Gets a piece of the action. It's the way business is done. And the United States government's saying, oh, we don't think you should do it like that. 
Well, AIG is eventually going to get out of, of finding money for states, if that's the case. Because the people who've trained their whole lives to be investment bankers, that's how they get compensated, and they'll go elsewhere. They'll go elsewhere where they don't have to have that constraint. Now, that's a conflict of interest, because we want AIG to succeed to pay us back. And as CEO, I want him to stay to pay us back. You kind of get where I'm going at with that? I don't know. A company called Intuitive Surgical highlighted this week, today, in Investor's Business Daily. Investor's Business Daily, it's kind of a trading newspaper. I prefer the Wall Street Journal, the Financial Times, the New York Times any day of the week. But the Wall Street, uh, the Investor's Business Daily, they, they sometimes will say, hey, take a look at this. They've got the best charts. You can actually pay for their charts, and they're crazy expensive. A company called Daily Graphs. Uh, as an investment advisor, Daily Graphs is is like Jugs Magazine. It's hardcore porn. It's you feast on this stuff. So Investors Business Daily, I'm, I'm digressing. I'm talking about Daily Graphs out of Investors Business Daily. Um, the world's second largest economy, Japan, has taken one step closer to, to green light the sale of surgical robots. Now, Japan loves robots, but this is totally off topic. Um, medical device robots. There's a company called Intuitive Surgical. It's publicly traded. It's been a growth stock. It's been a growth story, i.e. robots that do surgery. That's a pretty good story, right? Minimally invasive surgery. That's a better story. Insurance companies don't want you in the hospital for a long period of time. They want you in the hospital for a short period of time. So when your heart blows up, have you ever seen someone who's had heart surgery? They crack open your rib cage. They cut you with a saw. They want robots. Insurance companies want robots. You know, to go in there and not cut you, because when you have your breastplate cut open, it takes weeks to come out of that. So the Food and Drug Administration approved the Da Vinci in 2000 for eight types of surgeries. Urological, which as a man, I say thank you. Gynecological, as a woman, I'm sure you say thank you. Anything that's minimally invasive in that area of your body, good. Um, Some cardiac issues. So Da Vinci robots, they've been used in tens and thousands of minimally invasive surgeries. That's a good story, right? You get It's a story stock. It's got a growth story to it. Cardiac, prostatectomies. I didn't even know there was such a thing called a prostatectomy. We all, we've heard of hysterectomies, but prostatectomies? Well, anyway, Da Vinci does all that. And now it's using smaller incisions. Now, Japan has got a $19 billion medical device market, highly regulated. Product approvals are slow, costly, never guaranteed. But the country does pull in $5 billion of United States-made medical devices each year. So this is a big story. A market's opening up. A market opportunity. Billions of dollars opening up potentially to this company that's the only company in the world that does this. Am I telling you to buy the stock? I'm not. I'm not that person. My job is to give you ideas. But you have to do your own homework and you have to do your own research and you have to understand this is a risky stock. You know, if we, if we find out that their little surgical robots cause cancer, company can go to zero. If we find out that their little robots can, GE can come up with a medical device better than them, doctors will switch to GE. Doctors are fickle. Doctors don't want to get sued. So when they typically find something they like, they typically stay with it. That's why, remember Pfizer's Viagra? It wasn't really how many people took it the first time, it's how many people took it a second time. When doctors are willing to prescribe something, they're willing to basically put their careers online, they trust it. That's a tough thing to pull off. So the medical device industry, it does have some, some again, class, class one moron statement coming up. It does have some Chinese walls in it. 
I know you're saying, stop it, stop it. But Chinese walls are kind of an image that you know about, I know about. I try to make the show as relatable as possible. 800-345-5639. Coming up, Joe Couture. We're going to talk mortgages and more and regulations and what's happening in the industry. He's a, I think, 20-year veteran of the business. Is that right? 20-year veteran. 20 years plus. You do anything for 20 years, you better be good at it. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Get in the Rob Black chat room live now. Go to talk910.com. Go to the Rob Black page and click play. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial. I've hit the business stories of the day. I've hit the Bay Area stories of the day. Done a couple phone calls. Talked video games. 800-345-5639. Going to talk mortgages in just a minute. But first and foremost, let me again say, call in with your mortgage questions because certainly I'm not the only person who has questions. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Let's go to Mark in San Mateo. Mark? Hey, Rob. It's Mark. from. How are you doing? Good. Are you the, the Mark who works at Max's? I am. Yeah, yeah. I love your show, and I love talking to you. So I, I, I wanted to ask you a couple questions. Um, first of all, uh, what do you think of success factors in San Mateo? Um, Have you heard of them? Are you running for mayor of San Mateo? I should. Should yeah. I? You seem to be the biggest proponent of San Mateo that I've ever met in my life. I, hey, I can't help where the company is based. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. Um, what type of stocks do you own? I mean, cause this is not a stock for everyone. This is kind of, you know, yeah, no, I just wanted to know what, well, I mean, I like, I like high tech stocks and I like, uh, medical stocks and I like financial banking stocks like you do. I like, um, you know, I like, um, Dow Jones. I like spider funds. I like, okay, okay. I'm with you. Funds. You said a little uh, bit but, like Forrest Gump there. Do you like barbecue shrimp? <laughs> shrimp on I, I like stick. My, yes. I love barbecue shrimp. I'm a lot of shrimp. Um, okay, success factors. I, think, I still think you got to come into Max's. You come in for the, don't come in for steak. You, you don't go to McDonald's for a taco. Come to Max's for a Reuben, a corned beef Reuben. You'll, it'll melt in your mouth. I'll be honest with you. When I was, like I told you, when I was in Max's, I was a little scared of the, the clientele. Well, which one were you in? I was in the one that you work at. They get a Palo lot of the, they get a lot of the airport kind of what I would no, no, refer no, no, to no, as no, debris. No, no. Palo Alto, Palo Alto, Stanford Shopping Mall. Okay, well, that's a totally okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a different. I agree with you. That, well, the Berlin game, you still get the night. You should get the you should get the San Carlos clientele that you live in. Mm, I don't know. So I, okay, I have so many questions for you, but I just if you don't want to if you don't want to talk to me about success factors, there's a couple other questions I have for you. I'll talk about success factors, and you can call in maybe tomorrow with other questions. There you go. Okay. Tell me what you think about the software. What you think? Uh, you think it's uh, it's business execution software. It helps that's companies make people more productive, you know, with their time while they're working. It's very niche-oriented, and thanks for the call. Success Factors thinks that they got a recipe for success, business success. They do software that aligns business strategies, kind of boost employee productivity. Productivity is huge right now in our economy. As we're firing people, companies are earning money because they're more productive. So they sell to Fortune 500 companies. They sell to small companies. They do a um, software-as-a-service, S-A-A-S platform. Um, a lot of financial customers like Wachovia, healthcare companies like Ascension, education like Texas A&M. Um, I don't know. To me, it looks like a company that wants to be acquired by Oracle. That's what it looks like to me. It doesn't necessarily stand out too much. In the last two years, they've done nothing. They've gone from 16 to 4 back to 16. Now, in the last year, they've gone from 4 to 16, which is pretty sweet. Uh, they just pre-announced positive numbers 
Not many companies follow them. Um, looking at the analyst right now, they earn 2009, they're going to lose four cents a share. They're not going to lose seven cents a share. There's no consensus expectations on this company. So there's not really people who follow them. I see one price target of $22 on it, well positioned to market, take advantage of secular shift towards demand, cloud computing. Um, Technology is unique, touches nearly all employees in an enterprise. So I can, I can, I can condone this one. Let me take a look at the financials real quick to see where they stand on cash and issues. Great revenue, 30 million, 60 million, 112 million. Um, not earning enough money to me to say, let's buy it for mom. But as a speculation, I got no problem with it. I think it's uh, appropriate. It's not crazy. It's it's small enough. Let's bring in Joe Couture from Partners Mortgage. Joe, how are you? Great. Doing great. Thanks for having me here. Now, you are here to talk about some of the new rules of mortgages and how the, the industry's changing. Uh, it's changed a lot in the last three years, but it's changed a lot in the last 20 years, too. Changed a lot. Yeah, the new rules are, uh, I thought it would be a good a good subject to talk about because old financing, the financing we're used to, the financing we've heard about and got so used to in the last several years, you could pretty much tear it up, throw it away. Some of it has stayed the same, and it's kind of back 20 years ago. Uh, but it's back to the basics almost, and you have to tear up what you thought you knew before and your perceptions and understand now what it takes to, to get the financing that's necessary. takes time. I, I would say that's time. the first thing. It's It takes time and paperwork, and it's a pain in the <laughs> ass. Uh, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but it used to be – I remember I bought a property at one point in time that it took me less than 15 minutes yeah. to get a loan. All right. And it was a good loan. Yeah. It was competitive. Uh, but those days are long gone. So Yeah, it's a little more painful now. I have to say that it's getting better. Last year was extremely challenging. It is getting better. And if you're a qualified borrower, it's it's a lot easier. Yeah. I think what the, the biggest challenge right now is a lot of people will call and they'll be confused with, why do I need these documents now? I didn't need them before. Why do I need to show my taxes? Why do I need to prove my income? The things that they got used to yeah. uh, in that form of ease of transaction are gone. I mean, it's it's full documentation, 20% down typically on a purchase, uh, and it's credit scores, minimum 720 and even more at, the, at some times. What you just talked about, provable income, right. <laughs> which is mortgages for years and years and years and years and years. They had kind of like a Hollywood mortgage that would give like no docs. Right. You're, let's say you're Rock Hudson or let's say that's a weird pull. <laughs> let's say you're Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's too busy to show you his W-2. Right. And we know he's got millions of dollars. So what you would charge, you'd say, well, I can give you a 5% loan, but since you're not showing me documentation, I'll give you five and three quarters. Right. So you just basically charged more, but you took on more risk, but you also got more reward as a mortgage company. Right. Yeah. Brad Brad Pitt's a good example. A lot of people think that uh, at a certain status or uh, you know, a certain income or even assets that they have, they didn't want to disclose their assets. A lot of people were more private and they said, what's the minimum you need to get this loan done? And, you know, it used to be that it really wasn't, um, you really didn't take a take a hit for that. If you did have good assets, yeah. you could get some pretty good finance. And there was a so-called no-doc. That's that's gone now. Yeah. You have to prove your income no matter who you are. And that's that's a good thing because what it used to be there for the Brad Pitts or the athletes of the world. Right. Um, but then it started getting used for people like me and people <laughs> below me and low income, low income and no documentation. It's, it's It sounds like a bad idea and it turned out to be a bad idea. And now we've taken it away, so to speak. It really did. The train was moving, and it just started accelerating. And I think what happened is the lenders, the investors, all the stories that we know about now afterwards um, got so greedy on every level. Uh, the train wouldn't stop. It just kept going and going. And I think uh, they, everybody wanted you know, production, so to speak, revenue to keep growing. How could we beat last month? How could we beat last year? And the way we do that is keep offering all these exotic programs 
that we can bring everybody into the mix. And that was a mistake. Now, the exotic programs, they're still out there. Um, what's a veteran's loan? Are vet, VA loans really good loans? Or are yeah, they, they are. Or are they just marketed kind of like slickly? No, they're, they're great loans. As a matter of fact, we don't do a lot of them, but uh, we started doing more. Just as FHA, we started doing more. But VA loans are very, very good. And I think that a lot of people that should really look into them, take, take, you know, take advantage of them if they qualify. How much lower of a rate would a veteran get versus an, a good, good mortgage well, rate? Well, yeah, that's a good question. The rate is a little bit better, but the, the key is the veterans, especially uh, retired veterans or if there's any disability issues at all, yeah. um, they get a huge credit, which allows them to buy the interest rate down. So it's a huge advantage for a veteran to take a look at the financing right now. They definitely get better than the market rates. Interesting. Yeah. Now, how about first-time home buyers? Right. To me, and I, th- I kind of think it's kind of a load of crap, to be quite honest with you, because, Joe, if I'm going to get a, a, a mortgage with a partner's mortgage, you're going to say, I want to see your income. I want to see your collateral. Mm-hmm. I want to see your you know, your uh, capacity to pay it back right. and your credit score. Right. And just because I just I'm brand new in love and, you know, first time homeowner and you're, that that first time kind of weighs a lot weaker than those th- three C's, right? It does. And, and unfortunately, love's not going to buy that, going to have that down payment for you. <laughs> but uh, it, it, first-time home buyers, there are a lot more coming out right now, yeah. obviously, because of the credit, first-time right. home buyers credit, which I just extended in the next year, which is great. And really, the big difference now is whether you're first-time or not, you right. have to be able to qualify. Before, remember, that wasn't really, a, that really wasn't criteria. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Now, um, you, you know, if you have the down payment and you have good credit, and if you could qualify and prove the income that you make could justify that home that you're about ready to buy, right. you could do it. Now, I keep hearing myths about like mm-hmm. certain cities will help you buy a home. Um, do you work with certain cities that you know allow low income first time uh, as long as you don't sell it back? And <laughs> it, there's a lot of stipulations, but do cities really offer? amazing deals that can be had for people with lower incomes? Yeah, many cities have some great programs that a lot of people aren't aware of, and that's that's something to look into. Do your due diligence, that particular county or city. I know Santa Clara, we, we get involved with a lot. San Mateo, San Francisco, most of them have city programs. For instance, they call city seconds. They'll put a second um, on that property for you, help you with the down payment. Uh, in some cases, that second, you don't do not have to make payments on it, and you don't have to qualify for that piece of the second. If it's forty or $50,000, that's not a qualifying criteria. So there are a lot of great programs out there. How do people find out about programs like that? Well, two ways. Once they call, call your trusted advisor, someone you trust in the mortgage industry. And then secondly, go to those particular websites on the county or the city, and you'll have that information available to you. Okay. That's, yeah. that's good news. Good knowledge. Yeah. As they like to say in another radio show, that's good knowledge. <laughs> good knowledge. Let's take a little bit of a break here. We'll come back and talk with Joe Cuchier from Partners Mortgage. You can find Partners Mortgage online. Believe it or not, under the name partnersmortgage.com. <laughs> if you have questions about mortgages or how to qualify or what to stipulate or what you need or what you don't need, 800 345 5639 to get your calls on there. It's 800 345 5639 to get your calls on the air. I love my job because I get paid to, to learn and learn and learn. And the stories in the financial world are fascinating. There's a story today out of Bloomberg. Monkeys that had a gene injected in their legs developed bigger, stronger thighs in an experiment that may pave way for human trials, testing the therapy of people who have muscle wasting diseases like Lou Gehrig's disease and multiple sclerosis, uh, muscular dystrophy. 
good stuff. I don't know. Amazing. The idea of monkeys with bigger legs, though, kind of upsets me. Because <laughs> if that monkey gets out, there's going to be problems. Let's go to phone calls, 800-345-5639. We've seen the movies where the monkeys get out. Let's go to Lee and San Rafael, the damn dirty apes. Hell, hey, Lee, how are you? Hey, Rob. Hey, I'm, I'm going through a refinance. It started back in July, or I'm sorry, back in June with a, one of the major uh, companies. And had an appraisal in July. Everything was moving along fine. And we get to the end of October. They tell us we're about a week out from closing. Now, the first week of November, I didn't hear from my contact them. And now they're saying they want another appraisal. Okay. Have you heard of anything like that? Is that, can they Jump do in, that? Joe. Yes, yes, I have. One of the, one of the challenges in uh, taking so long to refinance with some of the lenders, depending who you're going with, if it takes the longer it takes, you know, with the market the way it is, as you know, probably some of the valuations are changing on a weekly, monthly basis. So it could be that you started that process in June and uh, got X of evaluation. So if you got a certain value at that time, and if it took them that long to close it, uh, the value could have changed. Now, typically they'll use that same appraisal within 90 days, but you know, Again, on this part of this new rules game here, um, the lenders could recheck that, especially after that period of time. It, it sounds a little odd that it would first it would take that long to do the refinance and second to order a new appraisal, but it doesn't surprise me. I've heard that happen a couple of times. Okay, so is, is there any uh, recourse I have against them for that? Or? I don't well, think so. No, not really. I, I think the, the best thing you could do, Lee, is, is ask and find out exactly some of the details, like how long it took, why it took that long. And did you get a copy of the first appraisal? Yes. Okay. And so the value, did they do another one or they just requested another they're one? They're talking about it right now. And that, and they're even saying that they're going to pay for it. So I'm, well, I'm if they, sure. um, you know, if they pay for it and it's not going to change the rates or the terms that you have, I would say that's fine. If you've gone this far already, it's, I know it's probably been kind of painful. Stick with it if you can, especially if they're going to pay for that appraisal, as long as your terms and rate don't change. Now, if they come back and say, Gee, I have this appraisal now, and we're going to have to change your rate of your terms. I would, I would uh, be a little skeptical and maybe look for some um, consultation in another area to find out what you could do at that point. Okay, appreciate your answer. Yeah, good Thanks. luck. All right, bye. So Joe, what are some of the the qualifying requirements these days? Qualifying is basically back again to the basics twenty years ago, where a seven twenty minimum score. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to qualify with your income, so you have to disclose 20. your income. Two and a a half times your income, is that typically what you would, as a mortgage lender, approve or or fail? Yeah. I mean, percentage-wise, most people in the world are used to ratios. So if you, whatever you're borrowing, whatever your mortgage, your taxes and insurance are, as long as they don't exceed about 40% of your gross income, that's pretty much what they look for. And again, the the difference now is everything, you disclose everything. You look at your income, there's no mix matching or, well, this or that and different, different variances like there was before. So- Income is huge. So for the average Bay Area home, five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, if it's a hundred percent funded, you're looking at you know two hundred thousand dollar job. Yeah. So you're gonna have to come to the table with a down payment to help lower that five hundred thousand to four hundred thousand. Then you're looking at you know a little bit cheaper job, or not cheaper job, but lower income job. Um, and it goes down and down and down. Yeah, right. So, so the, the the you know the the different options you have is uh, again a twenty percent down payment, traditional. That's conventional financing. And then depending on uh, what your credit scores are, if they're at least 720, you're going to get the best rates in the market. And then, of course, some people have dual incomes, and, and that helps as well. But you have to make quite a bit these days in the Barry, even such, unless you go on the FHA financing, which requires less down. 
which kind of freaks me out because you do a job that I honestly find kind of boring. Um, and I say that with love and respect. I don't really care about the FHA. I don't even know much about it. What is FHA and why should I care? Yeah, FHA has really come back in the, uh, the forefront in the last year or so. And the reason here is the biggest reason why is because it now offers an alternative to a low down payment program. It's a government guaranteed program, Federal Housing Administration. It allows you to get financing as little as 3.5% down, a maximum loan amount up to 729 And the biggest issue, though, the difference, though, you have to still qualify. So make no mistake, this is great. I have a down payment. I could, you know, as little as 3.5%. I could, you know, you have to qualify on paper still. You have to show that income and able to do that. And that's the biggest difference than with these programs before. It's government guaranteed, and there's a mortgage insurance there as well, and a premium you pay for getting that loan. So who's going to be affected by FHA financing? Who, well, does it, who does it really apply to? Yeah, it applies to people that don't have the traditional 20% down. Okay. So it's someone, I mean, we're doing a lot of them now, and I think a lot of mortgage companies and banks are. They're, they're doing a lot of them because you still have people that could legitimately qualify, have good credit, but they just don't have that traditional 20% down. Now, I like you, and I've always liked you. <laughs> <laughs> but your company, Partners Mortgage, you're part owner in it. Not everyone that works there is Joe. That's right. Um, some people in the lending industry, and I'm not saying anything about your company, but some people in the lending industry shouldn't be in the lending industry. How do you find the right person to work with? That's a great, great question. And I think that um, the person you work with is more important than the institution or the lender themselves because it has to be someone you trust, build a relationship with. And we are in business 21 years, matter of fact, celebrating that this year because we have done a really good job at customer care. Once we get a client taking care of them, keep them in our database, keeping them posted, letting them know when rates change. So the difference is, I can tell you right now, what I'm really seeing is that the people who belong in this business should be in this business, are in this business right now and succeeding. The ones that shouldn't have and that probably shouldn't have been in this business and really were doing wrong by the customer are no longer in the business. Yeah, I, um, in 2000, when I came to the Bay Area, there was a lot of people who shouldn't have been in the industry. Yeah. And in 2006, it was at its peak of craziness. What do you th- what do you see in as far as real estate prices? Give me a little insight from the mortgage perspective on, on Bay Area. Yeah, the Bay Area is unique, as you probably know. You know, there's some areas that uh, we're seeing multiple offers. There's some areas that the values are flattened, and there's some areas that values are creeping up a little bit. Unfortunately, there's so many other areas that are still tough. And, and the other big big challenge we're, we're faced with all of us. And I'm not sure, you know, there's about seven plus million homes that are going to be foreclosed on in the next year, year and a half. Those are the ones we know of. Those are for sure. Those are going to affect values. So if you were a buyer, would you, me, I think mortgage rates are so cheap. They are. So I, I care more about the mortgage rate for the next 30 years than I care about the value of the house in the next 30 days. Right. So people don't understand that it's the value of the mortgage that goes up or down. Uh, and not really the home. It's how the cost of money. It's it's a weird concept, but people don't get it. Great point. And I, and I think that uh, that is well said because the mortgage rates right now, historic lows. And if you jump in now, even if you get a house, let's just say 50000 60000 less than maybe you did in a perfect world, yep. that 5% or 4 and 7 eighths mortgage rate over a 30-year period is going to save you a lot of money. And if, it's, you're in a, and if you're in it for the long term, which I think the good, the smart people are, then you're always going to do well. Ultimately, you want to swap your mortgage in 30 years with someone else's willing to buy your mortgage from you. It's, it's an odd concept, yeah, but I think people will grasp it one day. Yeah. Um, you can find Joe at PartnersMortgage.com, PartnersMortgage.com, and uh, that's it for me. So I'm done for the day. Okay. If people want to come back, I'll be here in 22 hours. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.